Pass Around the Smile is like your go-to friend, the one that lifts you up and backs you to the end. She's there to guide and inspire, challenge and teach, and remind you that your best self isn't out of reach. Self-development, manifestation, self-love and more, it's time to trust the process more than ever before. Welcome to Pass Around the Smile, the podcast. I'm your host, Cleo Massey, and I am so glad you're here. Let the magic begin. Well, hello and welcome back to the Pass Around the Smile podcast. This is episode 11-1-1, Angel Numbers, and I'm very excited to be back. I've only had one week off, but it was important that I had that week off for a couple of reasons. First reason being that when I started this podcast, I promised myself that I would not put pressure on myself to bring out episodes on this day at this time. It just so happened that I had you know, the first 10 episodes ready to come out on a Sunday morning. So I was able to let that kind of, you know, uh, pressure go and that felt really good and I didn't feel guilty about it, which was awesome. And I actually had some of you letting me know that it was good and it gave you time to catch up on some episodes. So that was great. The other reason is I really do want to practice what I preach it's important I, you know, run this self-development podcast and I'm talking about all of these self-development kind of topics that can better yourself, but it's important that I practice them as well. So by saying no, because I was busy, I was run down, I was getting a little bit sick. By saying no, I was honoring myself and honoring what I talked to you guys about. So I hope this is a reminder for you to next time you need to say no, whether it is a social occasion, whether it's work, whether it is, you know, anything really that you don't want to do, say no without feeling guilty. And instead of moving forward at 20%, Wait, rest, reassess, and move forward at 100%. Okay, I know I say I am so excited for every episode, but this has been the episode that from the very beginning of this podcast, I have been kind of teasing out to you guys. I know a lot of you are eager to hear my very best manifestation story, and I know a lot of you guys have also already heard it. If you have been to my in-person events before or done my Guide to Happiness course before, you've heard this story, but today is a whole podcast on how I manifested the greatest most incredible night ever and to the tiny details where I had no choice but to believe that I was the reason that this experience happened. So I'm going to go into more detail today in the podcast. So if you have heard this story at my events or in my courses, I urge you to still listen because I think, well, I know that you will pick up on some other little things that you may not have picked up on before when you've heard it. Some of you have heard this story like three or four times because you've done my courses or events three or four times, but I promise there's going to be some kind of different elements in here. Now, if you haven't listened to my first two episodes on the law of attraction and manifesting, I urge you to listen to those before you listen to this. I purposely teased this episode out because I knew I needed to get other episodes in before I told this story, because it's important that you know how to manifest and what manifesting is to you, which ways you might like to manifest in. For example, this kind of story that I'm going to tell you is using the traditional 
additional steps, of course, with the added steps that I added of the first step of focus, last step of gratitude, but the kind of classic ask, believe, receive, this story is following those steps. And I am going to take you through how I use those steps in order to manifest this desire. So you can kind of come along with me, see how I did it and see if that kind of way resonates with you. But please know that there are a million different ways to manifest. This is just one way. It might resonate with you. It might not, but please make sure you've listened to the Manifesting 101 episode and also the It's Not Just the Law of Attraction episode and then come back to this story. It is time to tell it. Okay, I'm just going to jump in. All right, so for those of you who don't know, I am absolutely obsessed with Beyonce. Like she is just in my eyes an absolute queen. I've loved her for a very long time. I know every word. I know every dance. I have seen her live. I actually, is it six or seven times? I've seen her in the first time in Brisbane. Then she came again. And on that same tour, it was Brisbane. And then I went to Sydney two days later to see the same concert again. We then saw her in Paris with Jay-Z, the on the run tour. It was ridiculous. I then saw her in LA and then at Coachella. Okay. So six times, hopefully she's going to announce her new tour soon and I will get to go a seventh and eighth time. Cause let's face it, I'm probably going to go to two shows if she comes to Australia. I was about to say, Beyonce, if you're listening, <laughs> come to Australia. Like Beyonce is going to listen to my Pass Around the Smile podcast. Hey, I, should, I shouldn't pull myself down like that. But Queen Bee, come on, this podcast is really good. <laughs> please listen in and please come to Australia. Um, anyway, so I'm obsessed with Beyonce. I would really appreciate it if you all called me Cleonce from time to time. Uh, that could be a fun little thing. Comment on my Instagram next time you feel like commenting and write Cleonce and I'll know that you are from the podcast family. (laughs) So anyway, she was performing at Coachella. And for those of you who don't know, Coachella is a music festival that happens in America and 100,000 people attend. So it's absolutely huge. As soon as I heard that she was going to be headlining on the Saturday night, Naturally, I was going to go. It was made easier for me because I was already going to be in LA on one of my acting stints. So I was already going to be there and my friends Liv, Lily and Montana were going to come over. So it was just going to be the best. I was already with my friends, Melina and Candace and Jess in LA as well. And it just like, it was all happening. It was so exciting. So what happened was First of all, the step of focus came about and I was like, I'm not just going to focus on getting these Coachella tickets because it's quite hard to get tickets, but I'm going to focus right on Beyonce. Like I, my goal here is Beyonce. It's not Coachella as a whole. I'm focusing on, I'm honing in. I'm focusing on the one thing that I care about. (laughs) That's dramatic. But at this time it was Beyonce. So I was focusing. So that's that step out of the way. It's literally as easy as that step is focus on what you want. So when we were getting the tickets, because I was focusing on Beyonce, I was laser focused. We got the tickets quite easily. And when I was feeling that uh, high vibrational feeling of, oh my God, we are going to Coachella. We are going to one of the biggest music festivals in the world. I'm already going to be there. My friends are traveling over from Australia. What a time to be alive. I was feeling so, so good. Of course I put Beyonce on and I then thought this is the perfect time to ask the universe for what I want. 
So I asked, I said, universe. And I remember I said it out loud. The music was playing. I was feeling so good. Like my vibration was absolutely through the roofs. Remember when you are asking, you want to feel so incredibly good. Now, sometimes it's not, it's not, you know, on some days it's not easy to feel really good. And you can't just do, you know, a little gratitude exercise or take yourself for a massage or whatever and all of a sudden feel good. Things happen. Life can get really negative and upsetting at times. I completely understand that. But in those situations, just a tiny little bit, like the next best feeling that you can grab is better than the last feeling. So even if it is, you know what, I'm going to make myself my favorite dinner tonight just to make myself feel that much better. That's better than the way that you were feeling this morning, for example. So this example, my Beyonce example is a lot, I know, but you can, I'm sure, relate it to some parts in your life where you have felt ecstatic or over the moon. So I asked the universe, I said, universe, thank you you for helping me get to the front row of Beyonce's set at Coachella. And when I was asking, I was feeling good. I was feeling amazing. So it was another couple of months until Coachella. And I thought I need to step into the step of believe, which is step three. And I did genuinely believe that I deserved to be at the front of that concert because I had spent so much money (laughs) watching this woman and flying around the world to see her. I genuinely just adored her. Her music made me so happy and still obviously makes me so happy. So I really did sit in that feeling of like, no, I am a true fan and I really deserve to be the front row. So that was the believing that I was worthy and deserving kind of Uh, element of it. So then I started acting as if I was telling everyone I saw in every conversation about Coachella that I was going to be front row at the concert. And I was met with like, oh, do you have, you know, like a VIP ticket or something? Or, oh, really? Like how, what's your plan? Like, how are you going to get to the front? Do you know how many people go to Coachella? I was met with this. And while I've got to be honest, of course, sometimes depending on what mood I was in and when I was living in LA, often my mood was lonely and defeated because of the constant auditions I was doing and I was so far away from my loved ones. But I would quickly turn that thought of, oh, maybe they're right around. I would reply back with something like, oh, no, I don't have a VIP ticket, but I just know like it's going to happen. Like I'm going to be front row. I'm so excited. And if I was really feeling a little bit, uh, you know, just having one of those days, I would let this person know I'm manifesting it. I'm going to be at the front. Like I just know that I am. And I think that's okay to let people know that you are manifesting things because often we can feel a bit funny talking in the tense of something, you know, it's already happened. Like, oh, I was at the front row of Beyonce and it was so incredible. Can seem weird to someone who's like, it hasn't happened yet. But that's exactly what I was saying in my head. And Every time I thought about it, I was getting so excited. Remember that manifesting isn't hard. It shouldn't be hard. It should be easy. It should be effortless. It should be fun. It should be life-giving. If you are not enjoying the process of manifesting your desire, there is something wrong. So for me, this process of manifesting being front row at Beyonce was so much fun. And I'm not saying I did this every day in the lead up to her concert either. I wasn't, you know 
journaling about it, meditating about it, literally telling every single person I knew about it. It was every now and then when Coachella came up or when she came on the radio or when she was on my Spotify most days, I will admit. But what I would do is when it felt right, there was no pressure surrounding it. I would visualize Uh, It was a lot of the time before I fell asleep, I'd put a couple of songs on of hers and I would see myself front row at the concert. I would see her so close to me. I would give myself the goosebumps. I would see what she was wearing. I was so close to her that I could see like how nicely her hair was curled, things like that. And now you guys are probably going to think I'm crazy, but I've already told so many people at my events about this. So I may as well put it on the podcast. There were times where I would visualize holding on to the bar at the front of the mosh pit. Like I would literally feel the bar inside of my hands. Like when I was visualizing her so close to me, it was, I actually could physically feel this like energy as I was like holding on to this fake bar in my visualizations. And I'm not going to lie, there were times in my visualizations where I would get teary because it was so real. I was literally creating it in my mind and my mind was thinking that it was real. So I was tricking my mind into believing that it was real. I know I said before that there was no pressure surrounding this desire, but there was this element of what if I don't? And I feel that disappointment and I would feel that like heartache almost for a second thinking like, oh, I have to tell everyone that I didn't get front row or oh, I'm going to look silly because I have told everyone I was going to get front row and all of a sudden I didn't. But I really, really made an effort to turn that around as quick as I can. How? I would distract myself with something completely different, but something that was still on a good and high vibration. So I would FaceTime Luke. I'd go watch a comedy film, whatever it was. So in those moments where you are losing faith, don't feel into it. You have a choice in that moment to listen to those fears and lower your vibration, probably blocking your manifestation, or you have a choice to ignore it, move on and keep your vibration high, keeping that energy moving around whatever you are focusing on in a good kind of um, magnetic way. So that was basically the part three of believe. I often get asked, when do I know it's time to surrender? I really do think it's a gut feeling and it's different for every manifestation. For this manifestation in particular, we actually got to the festival and it was the day of And I was like, it is 100% time to surrender. And how I knew that was, we walked up to the main stage to kind of check out how we were going to get to the front. And my friend Liv was like, okay, look there, we can kind of like walk in this way and then squish up that way. We can get here two hours early. Like she was so supportive. She was going to do whatever it took to get me to the front row of Beyonce. She knew how important it was to me. And what I realized in that moment was two things. The first thing was very disappointing. There was this huge area that we couldn't get into. So even if we got to the front, we would be the front of like a further back section. So we would have been nowhere near the stage. So at that point, I was like, this is actually almost like this is impossible. Like we actually like all my dreams were kind of shattering in front of me and I then realized the other part of it was we were there 
absolutely controlling the process. Okay, we're going to get here two hours early. We'll miss that band. We'll go through that way. We'll push in there. We'll probably get really squished. We need to get food because we'll have to wait at the front for so long. We'll have to make sure we go to the toilet and get water. And I thought, oh my God, Liv, stop. We need a surrender. And Liv's like, what's surrender? <laughs> she's she's definitely open to the law of attraction now and knows more about it because she listens to my podcast. But at the time she was like, what are we doing? What's manifestation? I'm coming along for the ride though. So I said, okay, we need to, let's just go and let's just watch this other band. And she was like, I thought we weren't going to watch that band because you want to kind of get in there early. And I was like, we don't need to get in there early. Like I just have this deep belief and knowing that something is going to happen. It's going to work in our favor. It's going to be magical. We've just got to trust. So off we went and Liv was like, okay, Cleo has really changed her tune. We went and watched this other band. While we were watching this other band, we were having fun. Again, raising our vibration. I was actually weirdly feeling relaxed. I think we got a drink and I was doing whatever I could to kind of forget about it, which essentially is surrendering. The thing is, we have to get out of the universe's way. If we were to get there that early and push ahead and kind of control the situation, things wouldn't have worked out how you will soon find out that they did. It can be so hard though to let go and surrender when you want something so bad, when you care about something so bad, when in my case, you are so excited and actually petrified of being disappointed because you're at this incredible music festival with your friends in America, you don't want to be disappointed at all because this is such an incredible opportunity. But I knew deep down that if I wasn't front row, I would be disappointed. And I know that that sounds like maybe a little bit greedy because like you're at Coachella Cleo, just have fun. And I was, but this was something that just was really important to me. And you know, that's all there is to it. That's okay. I'm allowed to have things that I want as are you. And this was it. And I was absolutely laser focused. I want to add something in here. And I got this from Haley Hoffman Smith, who my cousin Maddie loves and got me onto. She was talking about how you can't be in a state of desire and a state of receiving at the same time because they are conflicting energies. When I heard her say this, I was like, oh my gosh, of course. So basically what she's saying is that When you really truly believe that you have this desire that you are manifesting, your actual desire starts to fade away because you don't desire it anymore because you have it. So you have to move into that state of receiving without feeling that desire for the thing that you want to bring in because it's already there. It's very exciting. I really love how she put that. We knew that we wanted to watch Haim. I think you say it Haim, this band with three sisters who we loved and they were just before Beyonce at the main stage. So we started walking over to the main stage and I was getting like giddy and nervous and just so beyond excited. But again, I was tapping into this knowing that, oh my gosh, I wonder how this is going to happen. And I started to get curious about it. Instead of confused and stressed and looking for opportunities, I was like, oh, I'm so excited to see what the universe comes up with here. Right on cue, we get a phone call from my beautiful friends, Candace and Melina, and they say, Cleo, come and meet us at this pole. So Liv and I go meet them at this pole. And they're holding up these green wristbands. And I said, what are those? (laughs) 
And they said, well, we've just been given artist guest passes and we're going to slip them on your wrists. You guys are going to go through and then you're going to pass them back to us. But we need you to go through first because you need to be front row again. What? Look at these friends I have. Like, oh my God, so supportive. They know what I needed (laughs) that night. So we slipped these wristbands on in a state of absolute, like, I want to say disbelief because it was, it was like, but it's not disbelief because I knew it was going to happen. It was just like, I wasn't surprised, but I was amazed. I think that's what it was. I knew it was going to happen, but I was just so incredibly amazed. Now I need to add an artist guest passed isn't something that you can just buy. You need to be like Jay-Z's brother to even have access to buy that. Again, I'm being very dramatic in this podcast. You don't need to be Jay-Z's brother, but you need to be, I don't know, someone of status. We did not ever have access to buy these passes. And if we did have access, I, I can't remember the exact figure, but I'm pretty sure they were 3000 US dollars each. These weren't VIP tickets. No, no. They were artist guest passes. Like artist, artist, Beyonce is the artist. We were her guest. (laughs) Okay, I'm literally getting shivers as I talk about it. So we ran in and I remember feeling the nerves. And this is the bit that I never tell at my event because it's too long. But the nerves of we now have to get these wristbands back to Melina and Candice. So there is this huge uh, kind of barricade, right? And there is security guard, security guard, security guard absolutely lining this area because, of course, you know, there were going to be, I guess, famous people coming into this artist guest area. Olivia and I decided to split up. And we're literally right next to security guards. And Olivia, I think, pretended she was on the phone and put the wristband in the hand that she was holding the phone in. And I pretended like I, you know, had kind of had a few drinks and I had my hand up dancing right next to the fence with the wristband in my hand. Then Melina started dancing closer and closer to me on the other side of the fence and kind of We met hands for a second and she grabbed the wristband and just sprinted because we were all so nervous. Like this was, this was again, so dramatic, but I want to say life or death at this time for me, I was like, you can't bring me this close to Queen Bee and then rip this away from me. So I need this to work so bad. Like my heart was beating out of my chest. And I'm also, I feel like I don't do things like that often that are like cheeky or naughty or, you know, maybe when I was like 17 trying to get into clubs with my fake ID, but that was just because all my friends were 18 and I was young. Okay. Um, anyway, I'm sharing a lot on this podcast. So on the other side of things, Olivia successfully somehow handed the wristband to Candace. So I then could relax knowing that these beautiful friends of mine could also experience the night in the artist guest area. Uh, So Liv and I then just sprinted to the front, like uh, sprinted to the front. We we didn't quite make the front for Haim, but we knew that when Haim finished that some people would leave. And then as soon as Haim finished, we weaseled our way in and I held on to the bar. I was holding on to the bar that I had visualized so many times in my visualizations. And I think at that point, I mean, Olivia will remember as well, but I think I just burst into tears because I was like, I cannot believe this has happened. That 
was amazing that bit, but it wasn't until she came out and was so close to us. I mean, look, the stage at Coachella is huge. So we were to the side, but at the front. When she started performing out in front of us in like they were in like a little section in front of us, but it was still like it was just the bar separating us, was Jay-Z, was Rihanna, Beyonce's mum, Tina. I was like, hi, Tina. (laughs) I'm a big fan. Right there, right there in front of us. We got to watch Jay-Z watch Beyonce on stage. He was like sipping this bottle of Verve. And at, at one stage in the middle of the concert, he just like walked off. And next minute he was on the stage doing deja vu. Oh my God. Honestly, I, okay. The night, let me tell you about the night. I cannot explain the energy I felt, the magnetic like pull of the universe supporting me 1 million percent. The weirdest thing about that night was that I had lived it. I had done it. Yes, it was. I can't say it was the best night of my life anymore because I have been married and my wedding was the best night of my life. But I tell you what, this came close. (laughs) It was, I just, I can't explain it because when I was looking at her performing so close to me, I was like, I've done this. I've done this in my head. And that's when I knew I manifested this exact moment down to tiny little details. And that's when you know, right? When you are manifesting something specific and you use that very first step that I talked about to get very focused on exactly what it is that you want. And what I did in the step of focus is I just focused on Beyonce. In that step of focus, I didn't focus on being front row. I hadn't even got to that yet. That came in the step of ask and believe, but I focused on Beyonce. So in that step of focus, I was almost surrendering a little bit in going, my manifestation is going to involve Beyonce and I'm focused on her because this is what I want, but I am surrendered to what kind of comes to me in the next process of this manifestation as to what the exact manifestation is going to be. And then I realized that it's going to be front row and it was kind of a process. So I didn't overwhelm myself. I didn't overwhelm the universe. I focused, I let it happen. I realized I wanted to be front row. We got the tickets, like it all kind of happened how it was meant to happen. So not only in the process of surrender, do I want you to let go and surrender essentially, but I want you to do that from the very start. And if that means focusing on a general, let's say if you want to manifest a certain amount of money, right? Just focus on the money first, on wealth, on the feeling of abundance, money in general. Then when you are feeling that high vibration, you get to the step of asking Then start to ask, okay, think, sorry, then start to think, how much do I actually want? Okay, I want $80,000 because I want a deposit for that home. Okay, I'm going to believe now, step into the specific of that belief of $80,000, seeing it. So then you're kind of, you've done the focusing and the surrendering around, I just want wealth and abundance. If it's $80,000, that's great. If it's something bigger, then great. And if it's a bit less, who cares either? Because You're asking for this or something better, this or something that suits you more. And it might be less, it might be more depending on what the situation is. Now, the last step of gratitude, of course, if you've listened to the podcast before, is a step that I have added. I really didn't need to try with this step in this circumstance because I was 
the most filled up with gratitude that I think I have ever been for a few reasons. For the reason that I just saw my idol in the front row for the best show that she has ever done because it was like every old song, every new song, the choreography was out of control, the costumes were out of control, and of course I was front row. But it was also this state of pure gratitude that this law that I believed in for so long, I'd finally cracked it and on such a huge scale. And I knew that this was part of something bigger in regards to my own life purpose. I knew that I wanted to write about this. I wanted to speak about it. I was excited about where this could go. So not only did this desire bring me one of the greatest nights of my life, it also bought me a lot of my pass around the smile career because it kind of, it started there. That energy and manifesting that thing made me believe that I could actually manifest anything that I wanted. So that's my story. Oh my God, I love it. And I have got so many more manifestation stories. You might be thinking, oh, well, this kind of story isn't very relatable to me because, you know, I'm not going to Coachella anytime soon or like my desire isn't as big as like, I don't know, going to a concert and being front row, like not kind of on that level. Maybe it's more like a health concern or it might be to get some money or some recognition in your career. I have so many more manifesting stories that will come. And the other manifesting stories sometimes don't necessarily follow those traditional steps either. But I wanted to run you through the traditional steps in correlation to that story because that is how I manifested that story. But I'm going to get some guests on soon that have really incredible manifestation stories themselves and I'm going to share more of my own. And if you have any questions about this story, let me know too. I get so excited about it that I might miss out details here and there. So even if you have a question like, how did you do this part? Or what did you exactly say during this part? Let me know and I'll answer it in the next episode. But I really hope that this story lifts you up and has you feeling so excited and inspired about the opportunities you have to manifest whatever it is that you want because there is no limits nothing is impossible the word itself says i'm possible (laughs) that was very motivational speakery I want to go over some key takeaway points from this episode. The first one would be that state of belief that something has already happened and moving out of that desire state and into the receiving state. So remembering when you get to the part of surrender that you no longer should desire what it is that you are manifesting, more so stepping into that feeling of, wow, this has happened and it's incredible. And then of course, moving into the gratitude because desiring something and receiving something, they're conflicting energies. They don't work together. It's just how love and fear cannot coexist. Those two energies don't work together. The second is the power of visualization because the smallest details of my visualization came to play when it all happened. That's what made me think, wow, this visualization stuff is so powerful. And there is the whole science side of um, things that back that as well, which I've talked about in previous episodes. I won't go into now. And the third is that when you are manifesting something, not letting other people or other energies bring you down, not worrying about what might happen if it doesn't come to play. Because what might happen, let's say, for example, I didn't get the front row. Who knows if I didn't get the 
front row, yet I stayed really strong in that belief that something incredible was going to happen. Maybe I would have gone backstage and met her. Like there's always other options. So I want you to remember that if you are manifesting something and it doesn't work out, you feel really disappointed, but you also feel maybe a little bit humiliated because you were trying to tell your friends or your family how manifestation is real and you were acting as if. So you were telling people that, you know, it was going to happen and now you have to explain why it didn't. I want you to remember that obstacles are detours in the right direction as well. So it may happen how it's meant to and how it needs to, which in my case it did. But if that doesn't happen, you don't know where that's going to lead either. It might be to the love of your life, to a better job. It might be to, you know, there's just, there's so many options. The options are endless. The possibilities are endless. The universe can always see pathways that you can't see. Like I never, ever, ever would have thought that Melina and Candace out of nowhere from a friend that they knew were to be given artist guest passes. Like that was never in my scope. My mind was kind of like, we'll push through the crowd. But then I also let that go because I was open to different possibilities. And if I wasn't open to different possibilities, I would have pushed through that crowd and I might've missed the phone call, or I might have been too stuck in the mosh pit to even get out because that was a crazy mosh pit. Thank you so much for listening to another podcast. I am excited for the ones that are to come and I hope you feel inspired. Please go and manifest something, pick something, play a game with the law of attraction and manifest something epic. Then you know that you can do it. And if you can do it for that one thing, you can do it for anything. 